Good morning, traders and investors. Are you guys ready for another round of the best morning show to get your morning started right here? Pre-market prep. We're going to dive on in. We'll talk about the euro and the dollar. We'll talk a look at how the spy is holding up earnings. We got Snapchat. We got Seagate. We got Cleveland Cliff. We got Schlumberger. We got American Express. We got Verizon. And we'll touch a little bit about a potential UN back deal. Get the thumbs on up. We also got the cow guy is here. They're going to be here. So give me a thumbs on up if you guys are excited for the cow guy. And let's get pre-market prep started. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. All right, let's bring on Dennis Dick and let's dive into the overnight action. Just want to kind of show you guys really quickly. We did touch there into the 4,000, into the futures. Um, you can see here uh, we got a high there of 4,475. 4, so uh, we kissed it. On up that was our target. We kissed it. We kissed it. That was your target. It was kind of my target too. I thought it was yeah. going to be that we could eventually see 4,000. We saw it in the futures, didn't see it in the cash. Remember with the time value of money now, they used to be the cash and the futures were almost the same. Not so fast because there is time value of money all of a sudden. So obviously cash less than the futures. Um, but just jumping in, I mean, we've had a big run. We've moved a long ways. Does that mean we just turn around and sell everything? I don't think so. But I think if you got swing trades on, I think you're lightening up into this. I think it's been an impressive move. And we just got to, you know, it's a trader's environment. We're in 2022 still. We're still in a bear market. Um, did we see the bottom? I think we did in a lot of stocks. But we've moved a long ways very, very quickly. So I think you're lightening up into it. Yeah, and I mean, uh, just kind of, you know, we, we don't point out too many indicators, but we are starting to get to that point where I, I think, you know, you're getting into a shadow fill, right? Uh, we've seen a lot of shadow fills uh, sometimes reject. So we're going to see what happens here. I think you might get some boosts coming in. But of course, why are we down overnight? It was a lot because of the snap and the Seagate weighing down the market after disappointing earnings. So I'd, I'd ask you the question, Dennis. How is the SPY holding up with such high considerable damage? Yeah, I know. And we're going to get into that damage. And I'm very impressed with how as well as S&P is holding up. And what happens is when you've got the buy the dip mentality back in the market, you see, you know, obviously stocks dip. And we're getting some buy the dip on stocks that are beaten up, but not snap. But uh, we're, we're getting buy, we're getting some green showing up in other pockets. So this is what we kept seeing during the 2021, 2020 bull market. Even when we'd get bad news in a sector, other sectors would just go heavy green. And if you look, it looks like it's gonna be the financials that might help us out here this morning. You're starting to see some of the banks go green. The banks themselves 
are trading in the red simply because TLT is trading higher. But if you take it outside the banks, the other financials, American Express reported here this morning, we'll talk about them in a second. They're trading up six bucks. Then you got MasterCard and Visa. You've got some non, so you've got some other tech stocks that are trading higher here too, like Apple and Microsoft, because they're not directly impacted by what we saw with the chip wreck from Seagate and what we've saw with Snapchat with online advertising. So let's jump into those catalysts though, because this is why we were getting hit really hard last night, but we're finding buyers, at least in the overall market this morning. That we are. Let's get out of the futures in the overall market. Let's dive right into our earnings talk because this is definitely going to be on everybody's radar. We got a bunch of earnings to go through. I'm going to have the numbers scrolling for you at the bottom here. You guys can take a look. Let's first dive into none other than the leading kind of uh, report here that really shook up the market, which was Snap as they hit the yeah. bell after hours yesterday. EPS missing here at a loss of two cents, missing the a loss of one cent estimates. Sales were at 1.1 billion, missing the 1.14 billion estimates. Snap authorized stock repurchase program of up to 500 million for Class A stock, but it was growing at just 13% year over year, the lowest on record, and then no guidance given for Q3. Yeah, problems. And I think, and, and I'm almost kind of mad at myself because. You just think about how much TikTok is probably impacting Snap. And, you know, I'm going to draw some more conclusions on here in a second, but let's just talk Snap. Down 30% here this morning, an absolute epic disaster, making new lows on the move. So the low of the move was down $11.90. We had been up almost 50% since that low yesterday when it closed at 16.35. Boom. In one day, you're going to get the month of gains gone. Kaplooey. As Joel says, I say, which I don't think I say it. Um, we're coming back to 2020 lows. So we're not, you know, we're, we're a ways off from the, the March 2020 low, which was $7.89. But we've come a long ways. I don't think you'd be a hero in Snapchat. I think you just let this one slide. Could they come in and buy the dip? They could. But they've had eight hours to do it here now. Eight hours meaning, you know, four hours after the report last night and then four hours here this morning in pre-market trading. Pre-market starts at 4 a.m. And it's just continued to leak. So I don't think this is going to be one that's just going to bounce back. I don't foresee this, you know, doing something like like a BBWI did the other day. Smaller stock, less volume. Um, I don't think this is going to do a reversal on it today. It's just too big. So no snapback rally. I don't think so. Uh, and obviously nobody knows anything. Maybe it could have rally up to 12 bucks maybe, but it also could yeah. leak here too. I'd completely stay away from this one um, because one, not giving guidance to, there's so many other problems happening here. But what I'm really interested in is the repercussions for the other online advertisers. Yeah. We talked about this on yesterday's show, and uh, and I was saying that Snapchat will move the entire market for the simple reason, obviously with Seagate moving the tech stocks down too, but the simple reason here that Snapchat you know, hits other stocks is because they're the first major online advertiser to report. It's just where they line up in the earnings season. It's not that they're the most influential. It's that they're number one. So you're getting a glimpse. So obviously Snapchat, not good. They hammered Meta on this. Um, I'm long Meta, full disclosure. I would buy the pullback in a stock like Meta, M-E-T-A. It's already off the lows. On the initial number, I don't know who in the hell, um, you know, knocked this down to 170. But I saw it for a split second. It was like 174. And all of a sudden, they just like, get me out. And they hit everything and went offered at 170 just for a second. I tried as fast as I could to buy the 170. But it was there for like a split second. And then it was like 173 bet. I was like, oh, that would have been, that was way overshot down 13. 
So now down eight, it kind of feels right. Could it get back down? If it got back down near that 170, I think I would be a buyer. I'm long the stock. Um, obviously disappointed that half of my gains from the last couple of weeks is gone just because of Snapchat. But I do think, you know, you're going to find buy the dippers coming into the stuff. Google gets hit on as well. We talked about that yesterday, that Google would get hit on this. It did. GOOG trading down 2.5% because of Snapchat. And Google's not getting TikToked. So, I mean, you're getting... You know, I, I do think, you know, Snapchat's a, a Snapchat problem to a certain extent. So I own Google, had in the long-term portfolio for a decade, not getting rid of it. So talking my book to a certain extent here, but it's my long-term book. But I think, you know, on the dip here on, uh, on maybe not so much on Google, but on Meta, because Meta had been getting hot. They're going to obviously report earnings coming up. I think I would buy the dip on it. Oh, Pinterest. Pinterest is an interesting story because I just don't like the product. So, and we talked about this on the show probably a week or two ago. Joel was saying, you know, how his kids aren't looking at Pinterest anymore. My wife never goes on Pinterest anymore. I just think it's getting TikTok too, to a certain extent, you know, because that's what it is. You're, you're fighting for that late night screen time on a lot of these things. People are sitting there before they go to bed. They're doing the mindless scroll. They mindlessly scroll, you know, it used to be Facebook, but they don't do that so much anymore. Then they were doing Snapchat and, you know, Pinterest, looking at, you know, different things. There's still people that do that, but I think TikTok is eating some of their lunch too. So I'd be scared of Pinterest, although it wouldn't surprise me. You got great support down here at 18. So it wouldn't surprise me if this thing gets down 18 handle, low 19s that it finds buyers. So I would say I, I, I think there might be a buy the dip mentality. I'm more inclined to buy it in Meta. Uh, but Pinterest is a possibility as well, but I'm just not a fan of the product. We'll get out of Snapchat. We'll go ahead towards our next big earnings that definitely rocks some of the tech sec. Let's get yes. out of Snap. Let's go to Seagate. Holy uh, macro. Here. Yep. Uh, Seagate technology coming in with an adjusted EPS missing here at $1.59 Missing the dollar and ninety-two estimate. Sales were at two point six three billion, missing the two point seven eight billion estimate. They did see Q1 sales at two point three five, uh, with a range of two point six five, lowering that from the estimate there, the guidance uh, from three point three billion. Adjusted EPS at a dollar twenty to a dollar sixty versus the two dollars and twenty-seven cent estimate for Q1. Uh, definitely lowering there and you could see it it definitely affected the market what was very interesting was you got to be watching the news because seagate halted ahead of this so you wouldn't have saw the seagate fall because they halted on the numbers and then they reported those numbers like oh my gosh i'm like they're gonna kill the chips and western digital which is a direct competitor wdc started getting hammered right away so you got seagate flat because it's halted but they just reported disaster numbers and Obviously, the guidance is not good as either. So I'm like, man, I'm like, I'm thinking right away. I'm like, Seagate's going to open out like 10 points on this. So then you're looking like the chips. And WDC starts getting hammered. And AMD starts getting hammered. And, and, and Micron starts getting hammered. And NVIDIA starts getting hammered. And a lot of these stocks have bounced back. But man, they were really getting hit on it. Western Digital, WDC, the direct competitor, getting hit the most. It's trading down 5% on this. The question is, the chips were really hot going into this. So now you get Seagate. Does that cool it all off? And people are like, oh, I better book my gains on some of these chips. Or is it a buy the dip opportunity? That's to be determined. So I don't know so much if I'm buying the leader on STX, but that's a big sell-off for STX as well. But the lower guidance, I'd probably stay away from that one. The question is, do they come into a Western Digital? 
did they come into the Micron? Micron downgrade this morning here as well. I know, is there those buy the dippers that are like, okay, well, this is my opportunity here. I mean, they have to a certain extent already come in in AMD and NVIDIA because they were down a lot more last night and NVIDIA is only trading down a buck now and AMD is trading down only 70 cents here now. So nice resilience showing there. Like I said, WDC, the direct competitor, uh, but it was hitting all the chips last night. I, 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 I mean, people, look at this move in AMD. You know, mm. obviously talking my book here too. I'm long AMD, but wow. $74, Mitch. $74. Oh, I saw four, that. Five, that seven sessions? It's really impressive. It ran 15 points on a $75 stock. What is that? It's up 20, 20%. 21%. 21%. 21% in seven trading sessions. I mean, I can't buy it now. I'm in it. I'm like, my target would be 100 if I was probably swinging it. Um, I put in the long-term portfolio, but it's hard to come in here and chase it now. But I like the resilience. I like the fact that they came in last night. If you could show the chart from last night, Mitch. Yeah. Um, you know, this was trading in the down to the 89 handle. Look how low it got. Look at that. Where did it get down 89? to? What's that low on the move on the, the C8 low, number? 88? Right here? Around no, uh, no, no, 89.50? That was last night, Was that night, last right? night? Yeah, last okay, night. that's last night. Last night. Six, that's at 6.15. Uh, I was looking at that tick from this morning. Oh, you got, a, a you got an 89.51 at 6.20. Yeah. So we're, yeah. we're, a buck up, we're a buck up from the lows. So, yeah. and again, they were hitting all the chips last night. And again, it's Western Digital that I always think about when I trade in Seagate. If I'm Paris trading, it's WDC and STX. But Micron was getting hit on this last night too. And then Micron gets the downgrade. I believe, if we go to the pros, uh, I believe it's to underperform. I'm just trying to go check it out here. I saw it go by and then I'm so busy with everything else this morning. Yeah, Micron downgraded at Morgan Stanley to underweight. So that's equivalent of sell, obviously. Um, so that hits a two. You th- what do you think, Mitch? Do you think they come in and they buy the dip in some of these chips, or is this the you know the opportunity that they haven't really sold off yet, like the AMD and Nvidia, to like take some profits? What's what's your thoughts? I think you have a stock picking environment now, um, and so with this one, I would say the leaders might continue to get some strength and some buy the dip. Like AMD, NVIDIA, I wouldn't expect such weakness, um, but I think you might start seeing a little bit of separation today. Some of the chips coming back down, but some of them holding them up. So right. that's what I'm going to be watching, uh, of course. Like if I see AMD or NVIDIA just tank out the open, that'll give me the sign that, hey, be careful there. But I think those are going to hold up. You're going to have more of that stock picking environment where some leaders can still hold up versus some companies that don't have good earnings, don't have good fundamentals, we'll probably see them start coming back down and giving up some of the gains. And again, we're going to go into earnings season here. So sometimes it's hard to make these bet on technicals when we're coming into the major earnings for all these stocks. I mean, next week, we're going to get right into it and it's going to be heavy. Um, You know, let's cover a few more. And obviously, you know, we've got, you know, the tech stock. So so that's the, the bad news. The good news here. Is anything anything in tech that really, you know, the growthy stuff's getting hit. But, you know, you look at like a Microsoft trading in the green here this morning. You look mm-hmm. at an Apple trading the green. You're like, wow, you know, the QQQs are trading down, you know, fuck, and Microsoft and Apple are in the green. Well, one, Microsoft, not really an online advertiser. Mm-hmm. Two, Microsoft, not really a chip. So Apple, same thing. Obviously, they're iPhones. So are they impacted, you know, chip shortages and stuff? Sure. They're users of that, though. They're not making, you know, like they're not selling chips. 
they're not selling really online advertising. You may do a little bit of it, but it's not the meat and potatoes of the business. So you can see what the money managers are thinking. They're like, okay, well, who, you know, if we're getting, you know, into a, a situation where, you know, the chips are going to be ugly and online advertising, you know, which I'm still not totally on board with, but, you know, that's what the market is thinking here. Then what can we buy? So they're coming into those other stocks that maybe aren't directly impacted by this and buying them. Now, again, Apple, Microsoft going to report earnings here next week. So, and they've already kind of, I'm a little bit nervous on the Apple. I'm, I don't own the Microsoft anymore, but I think I'd be nervous on it as well, just for the simple reason that we had that headline come from Bloomberg on Apple that they were going to potentially, you know, slow hiring and the same thing with Microsoft. So I don't know if that was out there just because they're nervous about the quarter. I don't know if that, maybe there was no truth to that headline, um, but Apple's had a hell of a run here. I yeah, mean, definitely. It, you it's look had at a... 130 to 155. The stock is not cheap. Say that again, chat. The stock, Apple, you can say, oh, it was 180, it's 155. It's cheap. It's not cheap. It's trading like 25 times earnings. Apple historically has traded like 12, 13, 14 times earnings. Then we had the ridiculous run, which was all multiple expansion. For some reason, they've given Apple a pass and they haven't really contracted the multiple as much as they have in other names. That scares me, and it scares me to the point where I actually hedged some of my long-term Apple positions. So we know I had sold some of it back in 175. I actually just hedged myself on, um, not on the entire position, but on like two-thirds of the remaining position. So I've hedged myself by um, you know writing some calls um, and actually buying some puts as well. It's called a conversion. Um, so I'm just nervous. So I don't want to go through the report and watch my Apple fall like 10, 15 bucks. I don't know if that's going to happen. But it's not out of the realm of possibility to happen. So we've had a big run here. So I actually hedged some of my Apple. Can't blame you. I see a lot of resistance probably coming into play at the prior support, which was 160. We're still a little bit away from there at 155. Let's get towards Cleveland Cliff here. Let's take a look at some steel. I've been watching some steel stocks like NUE doing pretty well the last couple of days. That's what got me a little bit interested in watching this. Now you got the earnings coming out of Cleveland Cliff. Let's go to our 15-minute chart to see here. It's recovering after the earnings hit the tape here. Q2 EPS actually missing here at $1.13, missing the $1.32 estimate. Sales beat here at $6.3 billion, beating the $6.15 billion estimate. And Cleveland Cliff, is it time for steel? Um, I don't know, but I can tell you that Cleveland Cliffs has just been rocked and killed. And this was actually a pretty decent report and the stock's getting hit on it as well. It's come back off the lows. Um, you know, you can say, oh, they missed estimates, buck 31 versus buck 32. But, you know, the sales were there. You know, they knocked this thing down like 7, 8% here this morning. And I was like, really? I'm like, really? I'm like, they're still buck 31 in the quarter. I mean, this thing's just making so much money right now. But again, this is a value trap because it's cyclical. So those earnings aren't going to just continue in perpetuity for this because the thing would be trading with a P of like three. And if you look at it, you're like, how can it go wrong? Well, because the earnings are cyclical and they'll get to a point where they're, you know, there's sometimes the earnings actually are losing money. So it's really got killed. A lot of bad news into a stock like Cleveland Cliffs, just like, you know, Nucor, same thing. I mean, mm-hmm. that stock went from $180, which, you know, unbelievably, I sold part of my position uh, the day before the big move up there, but like at 170 and change. And it, kissed a hundred dollars back on july the fifth hundred dollars and 12 cents wow now it's back up to 128 so now it's starting to get back up there again you start thinking oh it's kind of run here now in the last week and a half 
but you know you can put all these us steel same thing starting to come back to a certain extent here i don't know i'm like part of me wants to like look at this and say buy this dip and then part of me thinks well if we do go into recession these cyclical companies that are killing it right now are going to be struggling six months from now so that's why i don't know if i want to get to, to, to the commodities here to the steel yeah, and if you take a look at stock like X, it's already ran about uh, 20% also in the last week or so. And so just be careful with stocks that have run um, prior to the kind of where we're at now. And Mitch, it's a great point you're making. I mean, so many people, I saw this on CNBC yesterday, you know, the market's trading up here. We're almost 4,000. Is it safe to buy now? I'm like, what? I'm like, what are you guys <laughs> doing to your viewers? You're telling them to buy now? We just ran eight percent in a week in a bear market i'm like if you're trading this is almost the sell signal we got up to we were talking about s&p 4000 that's what we were talking about a week ago saying when we started to show some life i'm like i think there is room to 4000 well we kissed it yesterday that's the target this is like the time to start ringing the register in some of these names like i'm not going and liquidating my long-term portfolio moving 100 percent to cash again but i mean Stocks that you've been buying for the last couple of weeks because we've been fully on the bull train here on pre-market prep. I'm like, I think if you've got them on for swing trades, I think it's time to start ringing the register. I mean, my square, I bought that six days ago at 63. It's 76 this morning. You know, it gets up into the 80s. It's like, okay, it just ran 20% in seven days. I'm like, it's hard not to take that gain. Yeah, especially in this market, right? I mean, how many 20, 30% gainers do you have in your... Not your positions this no. year. <laughs> no. There's not, there's not going to be many. I mean, and, and here we are and people are starting like, okay, well, the moving average is starting to turn or, you know, and I'm not picking a moving average. But I'm just saying there's a lot of traders that have been waiting, waiting, waiting for some signals. They might start to get those signals where stocks just look up and then they pull the rug out from under it again. We're still got to go out and look farther. And if you look in the last week and a half, you're like, wow, stocks are strong. And they surely are. Look at that square weekly chart. and Look at the monthly chart. And, you know, the thing was $300 and then just rock. There's pain everywhere in the stock still. Does that mean it can't rip higher? It could. It's very, It was very oversold. And the only reason I started buying stuff was because I felt like we had turned a little bit. I feel like we still hit peak inflation last month. I feel like the next CPI report could be okay. But we're still going to go into an earnings season where, hey, you know, they can keep shrugging off, you know, some of these bad earnings. But, I mean, at a certain point in time, if you get a couple of the mega caps, if you had Apple or Microsoft say what Seagate said or say what Snap did yesterday, the market is going to implode and be down a thousand points. So, you know, Tesla, you know, was just good enough and that's good and it really ran. And I mean, impressive move for Tesla and that's good too. Next week is going to be the tell. What are these tech mm-hmm. earnings going to, what are these big tech caps, big mega caps going to say? Because right now, I don't like what was said by Micron, you know, even towards the end of last quarter. I don't like anything about Seagate or Snap. And does that mean that it's just a chip thing or it's just online advertising? Maybe it was just TikTok. That's possible. But it also might mean that, hey, maybe consumers aren't as strong. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As we think they are. Yeah, let's go and let's continue going. Let's go to the next earning stock here. Um, it's a Slumber J or Slumburger, whichever Slumburger. One you want to call it. We like Slumburger. <laughs> let's get into it. Let's take Apparently a look Kramer here. Calls it Slumburger now too. He said that on his show the other day. It's like oh. Slumburger. What what we call this? And I was like, you know, yeah, he, that's what me and Joel call it all the time. Slumburger. You know, he he likes to watch us in the morning and I then come so. on CNBC, you know. Um, but EPS here at 50 cents, beating the 39 cent estimate. Sales were at 6.7 billion, beating the 6.14 billion estimate. Let's go towards the 15 minute here to see some of the pre-market action. And you can see it's holding up the gains there. The uh, oil earnings are still going to be excellent. And it's almost like seems like there's no such thing as a no-brainer. But holding some of these oil stocks in their earnings when they've been beaten up because of oil coming down, it's kind of logical that the earnings were still going to be good. So I think that applies to almost all the oil stocks for this earnings season, is that I think the earnings are going to be pretty good. The response to that will be interesting. I mean, does it hold up? You know, you never know. I mean, I believe Halliburton earnings were actually pretty good too. If I just go grab it from the pro, I'll grab it right now. HAL, because we got them and they're the direct competitor with Schlumberger, so Mm -hmm. it's a nice comparison. Yeah, Halliburton beat. Those earnings were pretty good too. And the stock was actually trading slightly higher on it. Then they pulled the rug out from under it. So I'd be careful chasing on these earnings reports, but on the print, it's not surprising that, you know, it's rallying up because we know these news algos, simplistic news algo says, oh, beat, beat, buy. And sometimes there's some opportunities there. So I don't think I'm chasing it here. Again, still, you you know, looking at what oil prices are doing will dictate the moves for SLB, HIL in the longer term. But in the short term, they get these little, you know, price gyrations off their own individual earnings reports. I see them more as fade opportunities as opposed to chasing opportunities. I'll point to 35 being the important level to watch today. You can see how I rejected it in the pre-market. We'll look to see if it can get above that. You've got a bunch of daily levels and it's also was kind of support here. Now going to play as resistance on the chart. It already played resistance over here twice. You see here at 3522 where you just tick above it and you see 3493 level there. So 35 is the level to watch today. If that could break, maybe you get a little bit upside above that. But like always, just be careful because we have been seeing a lot of bull traps in this type of market where you get a little quick spike out the gates. 
and like always, right out and the then gates. And they pull the rug. We have exactly too. high high volatility right out the gates. So just it's just not the market to chase anything in. Mm-hmm. Like if you're shorting mm-hmm. stocks that are down seven percent, buying stocks that are up seven percent, you're kind of doing it backwards. The fade trade has continued to work in 2022, going both directions. So as much as buy the dip is working, the sell the rip is still working in certain stocks as well. I mean, and maybe we should talk about AT and T and Verizon because. Holy mackerel, that move in AT&T yesterday was a jaw dropper off the hop. I mean, like, boom, they opened that thing down, and then they hammered it down another buck. And, I mean, this is not some, you know, high-flying growth tech stock. This is a widely held, conservative, low-beta dividend name, and they absolutely hammered it yesterday. And then we get Verizon following suit here today, Mitch. Maybe go to the pro. Give us those Verizon numbers because, holy mackerel, all of a sudden, these two stocks look like a yeah. disaster. Got you. Let's go towards that one. That was. Um, let's go toward it. Here, you guys see the numbers rolling into the bottom. I'll pull off Slum here and put our earnings graphic back up there. Boom. All right. Let's get to those numbers. I can read them now. Uh, you got Verizon Communication here coming in at a Q2 adjusted EPS, missing the estimate of a dollar thirty-one. Or the estimates a dollar thirty-two. They came in at a dollar thirty-one. Sales at thirty-three point eight billion, beating the thirty-three point seven. Uh, 7 billion estimate Verizon did cut uh, fiscal year 2022 adjusted EPS guidance from $5.40 and a range of, at the high range of $5.55 to $5.10 with the high range of $5.25 so cutting the estimate there on the EPS and taking the hit Okay, so when you are in an inflationary environment where inflation is running at 9% and you're in an environment where interest rates and the risk-free rate is climbing very, very quickly, as quickly as we've seen in 30 years, owning high-dividend stocks that have low growth or no growth or slowing growth or declining growth is not the recipe for success. So if you're coming in and saying, look, I get a 5% dividend in Verizon or I get a 5% dividend in AT&T. You're in you're losing, you know, right to the inflation right now and the risk-free rate is approaching, you know, on certain instruments I was looking actually in Canada here. One year GIC, which is a guaranteed investment certificate by the government of Canada is running at 4.1% posted. So you can probably negotiate those rates. So you're like 4.5% risk-free right now. You know, and maybe it's not that high in the U.S., but it's it keeps climbing. And as they continue to raise rates, that's going to continue to climb. So you can go four and a half percent risk free or you can throw an AT&T and try to pick up an extra point and have all this risk of yesterday's debacle. So here's the note is that when you're in focused in just dividend, low growth dividend stocks, you don't want to own those stocks in a high inflationary environment. And that's why I was so shocked. At for how long, like the XLU was holding up mm-hmm. and the consumer staples, you know, were just being forgiven and they were the place to hide. And AT&T and Verizon were running up and it just didn't make any sense. It's coming to roost here now. AT&T and Verizon, I hated AT&T. You know, if you've listened to the show, I've hated AT&T for a decade. I'm not going to get off the hating AT&T bandwagon. Sorry, Richard. Um, it's just not the stock down in this environment. I think AT&T and Verizon can go much lower. I think these are businesses that are in secular decline. I think there are cord cutting problems here. Um, And I just think, you know, yeah, they got the cell phone business, which is good, but there's competition all over the place there too. 
So I'm just of the opinion that there is a lot better places for your money than trying to go on AT&T and pick up a, almost a 6% dividend. You're like, wow, 6%. Wow, 6% is like, wow, in a 1% inflationary environment. When you're in a 9% inflationary environment, that 6% dividend is not nearly as attractive. So I'm out. AT&T and Verizon don't like either of them. T-Mobile was getting hit on this news, and it's getting hit again here this morning. I throw it in the same group. I don't want to own that stock either, although it's not like it's a little more of a grower and not a, a dividend play. But I'd stay away from all that stuff, even the higher dividend stocks like utilities. I've been hating on the utilities on the show for a couple of months. Early to it, I was probably hating on the utilities XLU when it was mm-hmm. like 70. Then it ran to 76. Now it's coming all the way back down to 68. I think the utilities can go much lower. So I would stay away from, you know, you're going for 3 4% dividends, XLU 2.96% dividend, not a hell of a lot of growth in there. I'm staying away from all of them. Yeah, this is a communication services sector outlook and index that I have from TC2000. And you can see how it's heading down towards those lows and continues to push down. And yesterday I saw this sector being really weak. I'm sure the Verizon number is not going to help it today. So this is for me a sector to kind of avoid right now, the communication services. We'll see what happens there. All right, let's get out of that one. There's still one more earnings we wanted to cover. Let's go back to American Express here. I want to touch American Express, uh, AXP. Let's talk about that one. This one actually coming in on the green side, right? We talked a lot about the negatives. Let's get into American Express here. EPS beating at $2.57, beating the $2.41 estimate sales at $13.39 billion, beating the $12.5 billion estimate. They also raised full-year 2022 sales growth guidance That's from 18 to, 20, 18 to 20% on the high side, and they raised it up to 23 to 25% on the high side. Though it's growing like crazy, and that's going to attract a lot of people. I think that's a gutsy call, especially considering that, you know, we potentially might be going into a recession. But, you know, they want to go for it. They're going for it, and it's going to help their stock here today. Mm-hmm. Um, so American Express firing on all cylinders, doing everything right here. We will say that. 199 down to $134 at, you know, the, the, the trough there, which was just actually six trading sessions ago. So now, do I come in and chase? Just hit 134. Now it's 155. The stock is up 20 points on $130 stock. You're talking about a 16, 17% move, lower beta issue in literally a week. So I can't chase it at this point in time. If I had a target, I'd say 160. So just looking at you know the chart ballparking where you kind of had a lot of action going on, you're through the mm-hmm. 150, which would have been an initial target, but you had the guts to hold it through the report. I think you're going for the 160, but just watch out for the rug pull. Yeah, I'd point out a daily gap there. Uh, there's a daily gap right into that 160 range. So I could see that filling. And then you got to be careful because you could get a little bit of a pull after that 160. We'll see what happens here, American Express, and see if it fills that shadow up. Definitely a wick in the pre-market up there. Let's see if it can get back towards the 160 today. Got it. All right, getting out of American Express there. We've gone through a a ton of earnings report here. Not looking too bad. In a second, we'll be joined by none other than the cow guy. I know you guys are excited about that. We like the cow guy. Um, But let's talk a little bit about the situation that might come into play. And it's a lot of what some people were watching. They're watching, is oil coming back? Is the commodities coming back? So we're going to talk about the commodities a little bit here. Um, So the UN back deal 
to resume exports of Ukrainian grain could be signed today uh, by Russia. And if you look at, I'll just look at wheat overall. I don't have the futures here, uh, but wheat is a is a wheat fund, an ETF. And you could see it, it definitely got affected here in the pre-market. And overall, take a look at this daily. It just doesn't look good here. Definitely a just destruction here. And it doesn't look like it's coming back. I mean, we've come full circle here. So everybody thought, you know, okay, well, we're going to have a food shortage here. We've got to come in here and we've got to buy things like wheat. That was just, you know, obviously irrational exuberance from people buying WEAT from $8 to $12 in a week. And it's come back full circle. So I would say it's actually, you know, got support here at $8. I mean, this is where we broke out from. If you often think the breakout point, when you come back full circle, you do bounce there the first time. So from a technical perspective, I'm not surprised it bounced a couple of days ago at $8. Um, that's still the line. In, but 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 with that being said, you obviously have turned, the tide has turned here. Do we start taking out, you know, the prior resistance support trick? I, I don't know. Um, I will say that we've come back full circle, though. So if you really think a food shortage is coming, uh, now would be the time to strike. I don't think that's the case. I think all commodity prices have come in. I think everybody who was nervous about, you know, the effects of what, you know, the Ukraine situation was going to do on the rest of the world, and some people are still very nervous about that. But I think a lot of them have, you know, been proven wrong because the stocks, obviously, or because commodity prices have come way in. I, I don't know. WEAT, it's got some support here at 8 but wow, it's broken now. Trend is broken. Trend not your friend all of a sudden. Yeah, no, when the trend's not your friend, I, I don't want to be fighting trends in this market, especially downside action when we, at least for me, we have some opportunities in some other areas to be looking for some gains. So I would stay away from this. But like always, up to you guys to determine it what your outcome It's okay to is. fight the trend, just have your tight stops. So I would say if you want to buy WEAT, I'd probably stop myself. 795, the low of the move from last week. You know, give yourself maybe like 750, uh, 760, but starts going through there. And it's like, okay, clearly, you know, the low, low hasn't held. Sometimes you, you got to like, you can't just go 795, I'll put my stop at 794 because then it trades down to 785 and it trades back up. You're like, wow, I got stopped out for a dime. You got to give yourself a little bit of room, especially in a more volatile environment. But I mean, if I, I I can see the support where the resistance would become supported at eight dollars, so I can see that there's an opportunity for a trade there. But you're fighting the trend. Next. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just reading an email that I got from Scott. Uh, looks like. Oh, Scott can't make yeah, it. Yeah, he can't make it. It's, oh I, no! I'm a, the cow guy has never stood us up before. A cow guy yeah. stood us up. I, he's not, he's not, it's, I think it's going to be my fault here. I didn't know that he, he had his own show and had to be out at by the 28 minute. Uh, I guess we bring oh, them on at 8.15. Yeah, we oh. normally bring on all our guests at 8.35 oh, except Mark. Oh, no, we were looking um, so but, forward to Scott. Sorry, Scott. Yeah, I was looking forward to him too. Um, oh. He's one of my favorite no guests. Guy. He's always dressed to impress. He's like the most well-dressed man. What's that ZZ Top song, Sharp Dressed Man? That is Yeah. Him. I wonder um, if he was a ZZ Top fan. I man, I'm a little upset because that I, I really wanted to get into. My that. buddy Jeff is going to be just under his desk and hanging his head right now. He listens to the show all the time, and Scott's his favorite, so he's going to be so disappointed. Okay, we'll get you back, Scott. We'll get you back. Yeah, we'll that's okay. You know, back. I can talk for 23 minutes straight, so <laughs> we'll be all okay. Right, we'll so have let's go to none other than Kathy Pop Girl Talk. You want to go talk some Kathy? I talk yeah. Kathy. What's she yeah, been I know buying you can lately? Talk I, Kathy. Even look at, I, I, I almost was going to unsubscribe from the emails. 
because yeah, well, she now I think she might have subscribed again, anything. man. Do you think like, she's gonna get to the point where she she gets her buying shoes back on? Maybe, maybe she'll get some, you know, some more money. So what did she buy yesterday? She bought KTOS. Just KTOS. looking at yesterday's KTOS. email, which I don't look at these things anymore. That's I should a look defensive at stock. That thing likes to. She's run been now. buying that thing for a long time. It's been a disaster, along with yeah, a lot of other her stock. stock. She bought some Teradyne. Wow, she's chasing Teradyne here. That's unlikely. What's the ticker on Teradyne? I don't. She's buying the rip there. Teradyne's chips. Teradyne. Oh, T E R. Yeah, it's um. Okay. She bought, yeah, that's pretty much all she bought. I mean, she does like three trades. She used to do like 50 trades a day. She like three or four trades. All these little ones. Yeah. I don't even know what that is. K-M-T-U-Y. It's too many letters. When it's over four symbols, I don't look at it. B-L-I. She sold some of this one. Remember she was buying that B-L-I Berkeley Lights? I guess yeah, I see it here. She's realizing some losses here on B-L-I. I guess she's, she's buying that thing at 50, 40, 30, 20, 10. Now she's Ouch. selling it at five. That was not a good one. Sorry, Kat. Yeah, it was like skills. So, ARKK, I have been on the record and said I believe that the 2022 low is in. I'm still on the record saying that. I believe the 2022 low is in. Does that mean I'm chasing it here? It's kind of run. I mean, we're now up $36, $48. We've had a pretty good move. You naturally think it's going to stall out here around 50 to 52. So, you know, some people say, oh, it's starting to look healthy. I would say, we already caught this on the turn, and now it's starting to look like a ring the register opportunity here for me. Um, I think there's more room to the upside. I think the Kathy names aren't done yet, but I'm not chasing at this point in time. Need another dip. Yeah, let's keep going here. Let's get into some of these stocks that have been running ARKK. If you take a look, one of them has been Coin. That's been going back. I know she has a big position in Coin. If you take a look, Coin's actually yeah. been pretty strong the last couple of days. Sold some of my coin, which I'm realizing uh-huh. a loss on. Um, this was one that I stuck in the long-term account and value trap central and obviously um, been a disaster. It was one of the worst stocks that I bought. It was a half size position. I wish now it's like a, a lot smaller size position. I sold half of the, of the, of the stock here. I believe it was yesterday. I believe it was day before. It just came up so far right around this price, around 75, 76 bucks. So I just think we've had a pretty good run. I still think Coinbase um is not the stock for me i think coinbase actually ends up it's moving with bitcoin here right now obviously it's these are all bitcoin leveraged plays Mm -hmm. so as bitcoin moves up this is going to move up here too but i think there's going to be so many other problems with coinbase to the to the company to this and i just because there's so many other cryptocurrencies here that are just going to i think go to zero so i like i don't think bitcoin is going to zero i don't think ethereum is going to zero but i think a lot of other ones are and I just don't know. I mean, it's a bad taste investor's mouth. This has been a nice snapback rally. And I think if you're sitting on losses, it's a chance to actually recoup some of those losses here. Could it move to 100? It's way oversold. It could go 70, 80. Could go to 100 next week. I mean, this stock is, 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 is crazy. But I think this is more of a selling opportunity as opposed to a buying opportunity. Yeah, um, it's something to watch. I know there was that insider talk, but I mean, the guy left the company now, so it's something to watch. I don't know how the Bitcoin situation is going to be, but if we're going to be in a prolonged crypto winter, I don't know if Coin's the one that I want to be going for. That's what I'm saying too. And even if we're coming out of it, I'm not sure Coin is the one I want to be in. Exactly. So I would say the same thing. If you want to be bullish Bitcoin, buy Bitcoin. I think a lot of these derivative plays... And a lot of these stocks, I mean, they've had big moves. And Spinner was talking about Mara. I mean, holy. Yeah, Mara's Mara. Been absolutely and again, monster. if you bought this thing at 50 or 60 or 80, 
you're probably like, oh, it's 13 whoop de doo da day. But the people that <laughs> bought it at five and six yeah. last week at 13, we're talking about stock doubled here in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven trading sessions. So yeah. it's been a big move. Can it continue? Yeah, but I think you're going to start to run in problems around 15, kind of where we broke down from in May. I just don't think it's easy sliding from here. So I think we've had the snapback, short squeeze, rally, and riot, Mara. Hive, I sold my Hive. I'm completely out of Hive. Sold it two days ago as well. Um, obviously, we did really well with this one in 2020. Um, love Frank Holmes. I think he's a good guy. I think he's running a good business, but it's a derivative play off of Bitcoin. And I just, uh, I'm done with it. So maybe I'm selling the bottom. Maybe Hive's eventually going back to 12 or $13. But um, it's rallied here substantially in the last week, and I'm eating some of those losses and moving on. All right, another big stock that's been leading kind of, uh, it's a lot of biotech also in ARKK. I know a lot of people are looking at some tech names, but a lot of it has been held up by some of these biotechs. I'm going to call out some of these charts like CRISPR. I know that uh, this is, this was a, uh, Mark Chaikin uh, likes this one. Um, he mentioned this one. Let's take a look at the daily. What do you see on this chart? Do you, are you thinking that uh, some biotechs are going to continue pushing? I mean, this well, is a big move. They were way oversold too. And full disclosure, yeah. I am long the XBI. Um, I think there's room, but again, the easy money has now been made. XBI, yeah. $62 one month ago, 84. So it's 22 points on a 62. It's almost a 30% run in a month. This is a big bull move. Like this is a, a 30% move is an impressive move. So, I mean, if you're coming saying, oh, this XBI, you know, this is the time to get in. Well, you just missed out on 30%. So I don't think it's as easy sledding as it's going to be. Full disclosure, I'm still long. I think there's room to 90. I think it's going to be tougher after that. I do like the consolidation around 80. I do think it could go higher. I think CRISPR could go higher here too. But if you've been, if you're lucky enough to buy us in the next month and you're sitting on a 20, 25, 30% gain, I think it's, you know, it wouldn't be bad to take some chips off the table. Yeah. Another one that's been running is beam, beam through, uh, therapeutics. Look at this one. That's been a monster move from the bottom there. Wow. 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 What a move. Look at I that. 131%. Yeah. In a month. <laughs> These are that's a ARKK. Folks. That can lead ARKK, you know, a stock goes 100%. That's going to help it out. Is she, she got that one? Yes. She owns that one? Yes, and there's one, there's also. A, well, I don't know if it's a winner for her yet, but it's a winner the in the fate. last month. All yeah. these stocks were just massively 100%. oversold and hated. And a lot of these companies, you know, are have been just, they're just oversold. So this is, you know, mm -hmm. what you call just a bear market rally in a lot of these stocks. Still, the overall trend on a lot of these things is down. I mean, you just bring up fate. The things went from 120 to 20. Yeah. 120 to 20. So now it's up to 33, but again, there's just so many people who are bag-holding this thing. Oh, is this going back to 50, 60, $100 again? Not unless it gets taken over. <laughs> and I'm not saying it's getting taken over. It was a little bit of a joke, but. All right, we're getting questions on Roku in the chat from ARKK. Um, Roku's actually, it's in, it's in an interesting pattern here. It's kind of a descending wedge, but just keeps holding in it. Tried to peak above it here in the 95s. I would want to see it close at the 100. That would show me that, hey, it doesn't want to be in the bearish trend anymore, trying to push back up. But it's an interesting chart. The outlook there, I just don't know. I don't hear anything new coming from Roku. Um, it's Netflix. I mean, obviously, we had the Netflix report, which was good enough. A lot of people saying, oh, it was a terrible report. But it was good enough because the expectations were just in the gutter. 
So Netflix has been running here since the report. I mean, into the report and since the report. It's a tidy little 50-point run for Netflix. Full disclosure, I'm still on my Netflix. Roku obviously lifting off of Netflix as well. It does look like it wants to try to break out over 100. That's the key critical level for it. I mean, we're going to get Disney's later in the earnings season. I don't know when Roku's scheduled to report, but that's going to be a wild card too is their own earnings. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you can look that yeah, up. Let me take that up right now. I got you. But you got major technical resistance on 100 bucks. It's down here this morning. I don't ah, know if this is just an overall. Six days technical. from now on the 28th. Only six days from Thursday. now. Hard to start betting technically when stocks are reporting earnings in six days. Sometimes that's you get really the run up. And in normal markets, I like to be long stocks that are reporting. We're going to talk about this. We're going to have an August educational event. I teased it a couple of times here. We haven't officially what, announced what? it yet. But, but we're going to have an August uh, educational event uh, where uh, we're going to talk that. about swing trading. We're going to talk about different things. I'm going to be mentioning you know, the alpha extract oh, yeah. being long stocks into reports. That's a normal market environment. So if it is, does report in six days, there tends to be a positive tendency for those stocks to move up ahead of the report. But in a bear market, sometimes you can move the opposite. People are nervous ahead of the report, and they sometimes sell them off ahead of the reports. So you know it all depends on the type of market that you're in. But let's get back to Roku. It needs to get above 100 bucks, but you almost can't make a technical call when it's going to report in six days. Yeah, it's really difficult to call that. Let's go to the shop. Shot They've been asking drop? for shop. Pablo has been hot on us, and he's been talking on talk shop. This is my this is my best trade, not yesterday, but the day before. You I wrote shop? it up on that on that one on the nice, that nice move that, that big candle that you got on Wednesday. But yeah. it, it was a really good trade coming out of that thirty five zone. Now it's getting towards the resistance of forty. That's the yeah. level that I'd point to. Need to get above there. You see a couple wicks now. Um, let's go towards a fifteen minute. See the pre market action. See a little bit of a pullback, holding around the thirty nines. What do you think about shop, Dennis? Um, we talked about this about three days ago when it was 34. And mm-hmm. the stock, obviously, I was just saying this 30 is like, you, you don't get support levels like this. This was just an enormous support yeah, level. Enormous. So, you know, you had low, low risk, take a shot at 30, 31, 32, 33. Then it starts getting away from a 34. And then it's like, well, okay, well, it can run. But now my risk reward isn't there because, you know, now you're trying to break out over 40. But again, as much as that 30 was resi- was support, this 40 is epic resistance. So you're in this complete channel here. Sometimes stocks just trade in a channel for a long time. So it's hard to come in here and buy it now at resistance. You need to see it get up. Could Shopify break out? It's still massively oversold. I mean, you look at Shopify, it was a $176 stock down to 30. Could it go from 30 to 50? It could. It's got some momentum. It might break through here. It's down here this morning just because overall tech has been selling off and growth tech is down. But you do have massive resistance at 40, and you got to respect that resistance. If I had bought it at 31, I'd probably ring the register at 40. Um, if it can start getting up to 41, 42, then you start thinking about 50. But the first test is going to be this 40. Yeah, I think you'll get a pullback. Um, I'd actually be looking for a little bit of inside day coming into play, right? And so- That could happen. Um, I'd look for an inside day, not taking out yesterday's low, kind of hang out, then maybe take out the 40s. I want to see it hang out here at the top of the range for a little bit before I think that, you know, we have some extreme legs going. Because, if I mean, a pullback to 36, I don't think anybody wants to hold and get in here at 39 and watch it get to 36 real quick. So I think you just have to wait a day or two to see how it plays here. Um, and also the overall market, let's just be honest. Uh, yeah. The queues kind of flip on us then. It's going to be a whole nother world. Uh, I, I mean, and that's the, the problem. 
with the mega cast reporting next week, it's going to drive everything. So, you know, you got to look at who is driving your bus. Whenever you're putting on trades, it's like, who's the bus driver? You know, yesterday the bus driver was Seagate and the bus driver was Snap, which we predicted Snap was the big bus driver. Well, earlier in the day, I mean, let's talk about intraday yesterday. I think that was Tesla that was the driver of the the, the rally. And I mean, this is a big thing for me. You know, I look to who's leading, what's leading, where, where is it? And Tesla was driving the bus completely yesterday. I mean, mm-hmm. the market was trading down in the red and they had none of it. And then we turned around and started buying stocks and Tesla was your leader. It started going up on its earnings report and it did not look back. It's up another $13. So Tesla trying to drive the bus higher here right now because its report just as Netflix was good enough. Um, you know, I don't think Tesla was a fabulous report, but I think it was a pretty good report. Netflix was just, you know, the expectations were much lower, so it was just simply good enough. But, you know, Snapchat trying to derail the bus to a certain extent overnight, along with Seagate. Now, you know, Tesla's trying to bring it back on the road, up mm-hmm. another 13. You're seeing some of the mega caps to trade higher. But next week, the bus driver is going to change. And I mean, maybe you want to go in to just previewing next week here mitch because obviously we are into friday's show here and we are going to get a lot of big names reporting next week here so just go grab them from the pro i can grab them as well uh but you know we'll start with monday you know on monday which i'm just going to go grab here right now right now you got uh there's a lot uh on monday here we got i'm seeing um well monday is easy so monday's nxt yeah you got newmont uh, those aren't bus drivers though so we're gonna go yeah, to tuesday Mon- monday and fridays tuesday. are usually light earnings days tuesday where the bus is gonna start getting driven by other stocks look at tuesday google microsoft and you can go visa but google and microsoft are your bus drivers on tuesday mm-hmm. and then you go to wednesday who's your bus drivers on wednesday you got shopify you got qualcomm you got boeing ford but meta is probably your bus driver on wednesday and then yep. thursday Katie bar the door. This is a huge earnings day, like the biggest day maybe of earnings season. Mm-hmm. You're getting Apple and Amazon reporting on the same day. Apple and Amazon. Then you get Intel and Roku's going to report, as you already said, Mitch. I yeah. mean, you've got major, major bus drivers coming next week. So look to Tuesday, to Microsoft, and obviously to Google so as your bus drivers on Tuesday, and then Apple and Amazon on Thursday. That is all that is going to matter. And of course, the Fed, right? <laughs> when is when is the next one? So when is Wednesday, the Fed? Wednesday, 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 Wednesday. So we Wednesday, get the Fed, the and then we get Meta. Yeah, it's going to be a crazy day on that Wednesday to see what happens. Um, and I'm also keeping watch on another interesting uh, conversation, which is, of course, it's the euro against the dollar, right? I can take a look at this with uh, Benzinga Pro. And what do you think about this situation? How do you feel it'll affect trading? Again, I'm going to tell strong you strong dollar, weak people, dollar. The currency traders absolutely hate it when I say this, but what affects currency more than anything is are we on a risk on market or a risk off market? Because when we are risk off market, they fly to the US dollar. It's not a coincidence, folks, that the US dollar has been selling off here over the course of the last couple of days or a couple, you know, in the last week. It's not a coincidence. Because this is, you know, been a risk on market for last week. But I mean, you can look at it, the euro can look at it versus different things. The US dollar overall has been epically strong in 2022. And that is because US stock market has been weak. So it's just that flight to quality. So, you know, 
if you're making a prediction on currencies, you got to be watching the equity markets here. Right now, risk on market, U.S. dollar starting to show a little bit, like not not a ton. Like I mean, if you can, you you, you may want to just bring up the UUP as a better indicator because then you can gotcha. see it against everything, Mitch. Um, you can see we've come off the highs. But look, you know, if you want to see the relationship here, S and P. Look, look at the low. We were July 14th, 371. Look at UUP. Look what it did. July 14th, same exact day, tops out of 29.20 and then reverses. Don't tell me there's not an inverse relationship between the UUP and the spot because there is. So, I mean, this is, you know, as you're a currency trader and you say, I only trade currency, I don't care about stocks. You should start caring about stocks because stocks will dictate what the currency is doing. People say the reverse, chicken or egg. They say, no, it's the dollar leading the markets. I'm going to tell you you're wrong. It's the markets that lead and then the dollar becomes a a, a source of safety if we're in weak markets or a source of selling to raise capital to get it into the markets if we're in a risk on market. So it's, but either way, there's an inverse relationship between the UUP and the SPY. Something to keep watch. We'll see how that definitely affects equities and to see if the dollar continues to push, how it affects the Euro, how it affects uh, European countries and it's it's definitely changed it up. I'll tell you one thing. I'm finally considering going to Europe to travel, but who knows, Dennis? Maybe we take a trip out there. What do you say, Dennis? Uh, I'm all for trips. I mean, Joel takes trips here all over the right? place. He's in northern Michigan, <laughs> enjoying. He sends me a video. He's in the waves. You know, I hope we don't get. You know, I guess there's no sharks in Lake Michigan, but <laughs> all these shark <laughs> attacks on the other coast here, man. I was like, I don't even know if I go in the water anywhere right now, but. Uh, you know, Joel right. gets to go on these vacations. Me and you, Mitch, we need more vacations. Need Me and you stuck here. I enjoy the show. I enjoy talking to everybody in the chat, but I'd like to go and right. surf gotta, some waves in Northern Got to run this from London. Got to run this from Germany. Let's do it. All right. Um, and, and you know, Tim Kloss and the Swiss Alps, but we won't talk uh, about Tim that. Tim is at a whole nother <laughs> level of travel, man. That guy, we all, when we come back in our next life, we all want to like come Tim. back as Tim Kloss. <laughs> That guy's living the dream, man. Tim, if you're listening, we love you, buddy. Yeah, we definitely do. IQV here uh, mentioned by the chat. Someone wanted us to take a look at this chart. I don't even know about this one too much. I don't know if you've ever heard this company, Dennis. I um, have. Um, yeah. I do trade it every once in a while. Um, I don't. Did it report yesterday? I'm just looking at the, at the candle there where it yeah. obviously opened very weak. Here. And then went strong. It looks like an earnings reversal. Without knowing anything about the company, yeah, that candle looks like an earnings reversal to me. It's funny how you can look at the technicals and you can actually derive the fundamentals <laughs> from the technicals sometimes. It did report yesterday. Oh, the technicals don't matter. No, they do sometimes. They do sometimes. You can get a lot of information. Here, I'll give, you, I'll give you those earnings from yesterday. They did okay. 100%. And here were the earnings yesterday. It was a beat. And a beat, of course, um, and yeah. then they beat by a little bit. Sales uh, beating a little bit decent there. Uh, so, yeah, definitely right there, Dennis, uh, uh, rebounding off the earnings. Don't know why. One thing to consider, on it, and one thing to consider, and, you know, these are all lessons teaching tools here, is when you get these small cap stocks, you get these, you know, stocks that aren't widely followed, and they're trading mm -hmm. on low volume on earnings, they can have wicked reversals because the money really hasn't spoken yet. You don't see this on a Snapchat because the money has spoken. The money has been trading actively. I mean, the volume on this thing is nothing short of incredible. It's already traded 19 million shares here this morning, and the stock hasn't even opened, and it has continued to leak. 
So we were talking about 11.50 saying, I think I'd stay away from this one. It's fallen another 5% from when we just talked about this at the beginning of the show. So rewind the tape 57 minutes, 11.50 to 10.89. We just saved you 60 cents. Or if you were short, and congratulations, you just made 60 cents. Um, you've got to stay, you know, when you've got massive volume like that, the money has already spoken. So it's hard for that to just reverse. So don't expect a reversal now. You get these low volume names that are trading like on a thousand shares, it's trading down 10 bucks on a thousand shares. It can totally reverse because there's no, no money has spoken. There's no memory in that yet. When you get the money and the volume in it, that's where it's hard for the trade to reverse. I'll tell you what, uh, this IQV, it just helps me and points me that I did see one area that had relative strength yesterday. It was diagnostics and research. Two stocks that got on my radar was TMO. Thermo Fisher, look at that yeah. move yesterday. Really yeah. good breakout yeah. there. And then DHR. So keep your eyes on these stocks to see if they can. DHR is a Kramer favorite. He has been saying to buy this thing for a while. He was saying at 300, at 270, at 260. Well, then now you're scaring but, me, Dennis. But well, you know what, though? He's, he's a Kramer favorite. He's actually probably back up in this trade now because he was buying it all the way down. So never yeah, frown average that. down. Going to work for Kramer on this one. Yeah, TMO is and diagnostics research was one of the strongest industries yesterday. So could have been why you also saw IQ, IQV uh, kind of get that lift. We'll see what happens there. Let's take another stock from the chat. You see anything there? I will grab one more. Um, somebody saying Snap is toxic. It absolutely is here today. C-E-L-H mentioned multiple times. Let's go towards it. Celsius Holdings. Okay. Celsius Holdings. This, this is you, the you don't have a drink. hell of a lot of stocks making new monthly highs or new highs. I believe it's a new high on 2022. Yeah. Stock breaking out, making new highs for 2022. There you go. There's a source of strength. There's a nice uptrend for you. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, you draw your channel lines. And, you know, as it pulls back here, you're probably buying on that support level. I mean, support's down here at 74, 75 now. But as it comes up, I draw, take my Jeff Mackey. Hey, Jeff, purple crayon. Draw that on the line. And, um, you know, pulls back to that line, buy it again. Kind of your moving average is kind of drawing the Jeff Mackey crayon, although the moving average isn't a perfectly straight line. It's an energy uh, drink. I just don't know. I don't have the, the, the I need energy. Insight. Give me energy. Yeah, it's a healthier energy drink. They, that's what they healthy refer to. Healthy energy though. drinks. I like that too. Yeah, have you ever tried try their Celsius drinks? I've never tried anything from Yeah, them. I've tried them. They're, 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 they're refreshing. I'll say oh, that. Oh, refreshing, but not that good even. <laughs> That's a nice way of saying. Oh, they don't refreshing. have the most. They don't have you, the most wait, in, like, in the this caffeine. This is awesome. This is refreshing. You know? uh, yeah, it, it's not my favorite. Let's put it this way. But I, I'm sure the chat's going to hate me for it. Um, I'll hear GameStop. about it later. GameStop. This looks, like, this looks like, to me, one of those kind of Wall Street bets retail favorites. So. Just keep it on watch. It is doing well. Well, let's, let's go to the GameStop. Bats and retail favorites. We should talk GameStop here. GM. Let's go. Let's go. We have split. Split. Split, split on. Spell. And you need to get officially in. Officially has taken place. I the talked adjusted, about this Monday. So, you, so don't worry, folks. You're not down 80% on your money. It actually is split because some of your brokerages don't adjust very quickly. The adjusted closing price is $38.3675. So $38.37 if you round it. Um, the stock is trading down 80 cents here right now. We know from historical perspective, I will talk about this in our educational event now, that stocks tend to be strong ahead of their splits and weak after their splits. That is holding true this morning because GameStop is already trading down 2% here at $37. Um, I have no idea why they split the stock other than financial engineering and trying to say something cool and get the stock price to go higher, which it absolutely did for a bet. Does some of that fluff come out of it? Maybe. Um, but you can't talk negatively about GameStop because I have 100 messages of people who hate me. 
Well, we'll let you know that we can at least mention what Webbush says. <laughs> we can mention so Webbush what Webbush says. Say? They say maintain underperform on GameStop oh. and adjusted price target to seven dollars oh. and fifty cents. Wed Webbush, you're gonna get hate mail for this one, man. <laughs> Who's it's the analyst? Bush, He's gonna us. get hate mail. Who is the analyst? We're going oh, I gotta look it up. I look just saw up that the taste there. Uh, I'll see what happens. I gotta I look sure until it's not the report. <laughs> I hope it's not Pactor either. We love, we love Pactor. We hope it's not Pactor. As you guys can see, uh, GME definitely getting that downside on at least the price target outlook. I'm going into the pro. I got to know who the analyst was. Yeah, I'm you could take a look so. there. I'll take a look at how AMC has been doing because it's been performing well with GME. Um, now does it turn around? It was a hard turnaround there at the 18s. I've been looking to see if AMC was going to get up to 20. That hard top gets me a little bit more concerned that we don't have the strength to get back through uh, the 18 level and get to 20. So uh, I'm starting to see a little bit of a turnaround there. Did you get the analyst for no, us? No, I'm looking still here. All right, too. no worries. So many so, ratings here today. And then your pro headline just says Wedbush. doesn't say who the – oh, no, it is Pactor. Oh, my gosh, it is Pactor. Oh, it's Pactor. Oh, it's Pactor. We're going to have to I get him on Pactor. next week. Oh, stay tuned, guys. Stay tuned, guys. He knows. Michael knows. We he's will gonna get, get some hate mail on this one. He knows. We'll get Pactor on to speak all about this uh, kind of price target on GME. We'll get him on for that. Now, yeah, this he's, upgrading. He was the first ever analyst to come on this show like eight years ago. He's been coming on this show regularly for eight years. We love you, Michael Pactor, but you got to heed the warnings when you say something negative about GameStop. <laughs> the hate mail comes. Um, now, when you look at CNK, look at the, how that upgrade affected that stock. That was on oh. Monday. Look at that. Gap and go, Mitch. You don't oh, see a lot baby. of gap I played this. I played this play. I, I made a good trade on that one. Um, a lot of that was seeing the sympathy and trading relationships, right? Um, and so it was not a bad move at all the last couple of days. I think it's too extended now. I think if you're coming in on CNK now, you're doing it wrong, right? <laughs> So we'll see if this one can pull back now. If you see CNK pull back, also just take a look to see if AMC pulls back also. I think what you might see is them both wash out together here. Um, but CNK has made a big move up. Lately. $20 logical stopping point optionality mm -hmm. will be there. I mean, and you've had the gap and go from 1750 So impressive move here for CNK. Um, maybe Top Gun driven to a certain extent. I don't know. Like if Top yeah, Gun's got everybody excited. I well, haven't seen it. Have it's, you seen it's it? Overall, it's, it, no, I didn't see Top Gun. But it, overall, what it is is that the box offices are not at least nowhere near what they were in the pandemic, right? Some yeah. of the volumes back. It's not all of it yet, but definitely showing at least that the, I think the movie theaters will survive. Remember, there was a question for a little bit there. Would they go away? They're surviving for sure. Oh, they're doing, and they're doing pretty good. I yeah. mean, again, valuation, and we can't talk AMC or GME, but valuation on the stock not to be named is still extreme, but it's had a good move as well. Something to keep on watch. Uh, last one I'll touch is XLF. That's an interesting one that was mentioned in the chat by R uh, RSP. I got you. Let's go ahead. Let's touch it. What do you feel about financials here? Well, the one thing to consider when you're trading the XLF is remember the biggest holding is Berkshire Hathaway, which is not really mm. a financial. So it does throw you out every once in a while. So what that actually does is lowers the beta on um, this. This is why I don't like bank. using the ETF so much, Dennis. You got to know what's the, in it. The weighted, you, the you weighted factors. The hood. Yeah, yeah this, gotta, too many people you, will say like, oh, XLF is up, so all financials should be up. But I mean, that could sometimes not be true. If let's say Burke was leading uh, it up big. And so that's why I like to use more indexes that have everything and not so weighted. 
Uh, but yes. You got to um, know what's in your ETF. You have um, to know. But it's why they traded. I trade XLF almost every single day. It's why they trade. Just know there's some Burke in there. Um, TLT trading higher here. So with TLT trading higher, expect the banks to be weaker. We'll have to see, you know, if that holds true. Obviously, you know, relationships don't have to hold true every single day. But we know overall when the TLT is up, banks are typically down. You are seeing that in the pre-market. That might change in the regular session. It kind of feels like value stocks are trying to catch a bid, which could maybe trump the fact that the TLT is higher. I think that's why the banks aren't trading down very much here. Uh, Burke is trading in the green, which is helping the XLF. But um, obviously, you know, the biggest holding Burke, but then you got a ton of banks in there too. So uh, a little bit weaker here this morning because the banks are trading down. Let's see if that weakness holds. All right. We'll see if the spy can hold the rally. My area to watch is going to be 401.50. Reason why is we'll fill in the gap completely. Um, you can see the low here on this candle is 401.44. So maybe you get right underneath that 401.50. Uh, but that's the level that I'm pointing towards where resistance, I feel, will come into play here at 400. Is really close. We'll see what happens today. Do we close into the green or red? Um, it's going to be definitely something to watch. Dennis, any last comments before you get on out of here? Just very impressed with the resilience of this market. I mean, you get Seagate hammered to the tune of 10%. You get Snap hammered to the tune of 32% here now. You get Meta trading down 5%. Google trading down 2.5%. You think it's going to be a disaster for the market. Nope. We're trying to hold up by the dip mentality still there on other stocks. Other sectors are trying to pick up the slack. Consumer staples showing a lot of strength here today. Oil stocks are showing a little bit of strength despite USO kind of being flat. Um, you're seeing some value stocks show some strength. You're seeing healthcare show some strength. You're seeing, obviously, MasterCard Visa off of American Express showing strength. So you are seeing pockets of strength here, which is helping SPY overall. IWM, which takes out most of your tech, because obviously a lot of small caps, is trading in the green here this morning. So it's kind of a better feel for what the overall market is doing here this morning. Um, but again, we've run quite a ways here. So I still think, you know, as S&P 4000, we're approaching that SPY 400. I think if you've been, you know, long and you're coming in here on swing trades, I think you're ringing the, not necessarily ringing the register, but uh, but lightening up. I think I'm lightening up in this strength here. Hey, we'll see what happens definitely in the market today. I think it's getting to the point where some stocks are extended, but will the rally continue? I don't think anyone knows into the market today. So like always, we're going to watch and react and try to be flexible as traders. Dennis, have a great weekend. Enjoy you it. Too. Have a good Friday. And we're going to go ahead and get Dennis on out of here. I'm going to continue going into All Access. All Access starts at 9.15. So you guys get a chance to tell me what stocks are on your radar today. Of course, I will go ahead and cover them here. Let's dive on in. One stock that I still have on the swing trade is Tilray. I will let you guys know I've been long. You guys probably saw it on my Twitter um, I've been taking a swing trade on this one from the 350s. Going to continue to watch it today to see if we can get the lift. Yesterday we had sideways pullback area. I want to see this really start holding the, the high here um, around 369, 370. If it ticks down there, it's okay, but we don't want to see it break the 350s. We want to get it back above the $4 today and get it a nice push out. What is another one that I have? MSOS. My man uh, Spencer would be happy that I took this one. Uh, U.S. Cannabis ETF, got this one at 1162s. I'm looking for the resistance also to play in here and just hold that resistance on any pullback. You can see it here to the 1180s, 82s, holding that. Let's see if it gets into the 13 handle today. If we could get up there towards, let's say, 1350s, I don't mind taking two points out of MSOS. Uh, potentially, you know, you're hearing a lot of cannabis talk. We'll see what happens there.
BTU being mentioned in the chat. I see you, Beach Bum. I got you. I'll take it on. Let's take a look here at BTU. Yesterday, I was actually thinking about taking a swing to the upside. Kind of glad I did not take that swing to the upside. It was hanging out here around the 21s, 20, uh, 2060s. I'm going to watch today to see if we can get that lift to come in here. Of course, you're seeing kind of that downgrade. Let's see if it can get back up. I need to see it get through the 21s really strong. And so a, a lot of this is going to be dependent if we can actually look like we're getting some strength back. I don't want to be early to BTU. I want to be late to this move. And the reason why I want to be late is that we've had a lot of sideways action. It could trap us to the upside and then boom, pull back down. So really a close back above 23 is where I start getting bullish on these coal players. But you take a look at maybe AMR. I like the way that this one trades also. If you're if you're into coal, look for this one made to recover also. And then CEIX has actually been the one holding up the most um, in coal. And that's one that you guys can keep on watch also. Let's keep going. Let's take a look at Sam. Boston Beer coming down there towards 300 can it find some support there? Uh, I don't know. It looks like they got some earnings, and it doesn't look like it was good earnings there. Looks like, um, let's see here. Yeah, it issued full-year EPS guidance below analyst, analyst estimates. And if we take the earnings here, I'll show you right now. The EPS was at $4.31, nowhere near the estimate of $5.35. Sales were at six sixteen, missing the six twenty nine. dollars uh, million estimates so just miss and a miss there so you guys can see it getting hit it's probably going to go ahead and affect tap tap has been holding on the most there in the brewers i don't think this one holds on after this report you probably see a little down trace to the 55 we'll see what happens there gld reversing doesn't look like a bad one to kind of keep on watch um the big thing with this is usually this means a weaker dollar, right? If the dollar is going to continue getting stronger, I don't expect to see GLE uh, getting on up there, but this has been really beaten down. You can take a look at G-O-L-D there also, and you can see how beaten down this is. This is more down than it was when it came back and started rallying, right? And so to me, I think, yeah, they're super oversold, so you could get a bounce back. Look at AU. AU kind of leading our way today, actually. This one's interesting. I wouldn't trade this one to the upside, but I'd keep it on watch for me. If this one can continue, maybe it affects kind of the overall. You get GLD, you get GOLD to kind of push on up. Those are some that I'd keep on watch. Monday, you do get gold, uh, Newmont Corporation to report before the bell. So maybe keep watch on how this report comes out on Monday to see how gold overall is going to react. That's what would be on my radar. All right. What other ones are being called out there? Triple uh, BY. Okay. So this one is spiking a little bit here. Let's take a look at the four-hour chart. Uh, four-hour chart. We can see that we're getting into this gap zone. But the question is, will it fill it all the way up there? I'm not so certain that you get that fill there. But that's what I'd be watching. That's a move up there towards 650s. Today, I'd be watching to make sure that we could kind of hold back here on pullbacks towards around 560s, 550s. Wanted to kind of even, if it does a wick below this, this doesn't look too bad. 64, you get a wick there, and then you get a recovery of 570s to the 575 area. Um, it has to hold there for me, at least, uh, to keep this one in the bullish sense. And you can see on the 15 minute, you have what? A couple of tries to get through the resistance, right? And so that's what I'd be watching right now. 
You can see this on a 15 minute up one, down one, up two, down two, up three, down three. I'd wanted to hold that support at least for my rule of three. So that's five sixties. Any breakdown to the five sixties below that closing down here, I would be like, okay, no more looking at this on the upside. If it could pull back a little bit, maybe to the 565s, come back through 575s, that's where I'd be watching it for the upside action. All right, keeping going here in the chat. What's up? What's up, guys? What do you guys want to check on out? I'm in overdrive here. Going to get you guys on over to all access. Coming on up, we got some growth stocks that will be hitting all access, and we'll keep on going here. Let's take a look at CrowdStrike getting mentioned in the chat. I got no problem, Keith. I see you. Um, let's take a look here. It's trying to get through that 190 area. Let's take a look at a daily Daily has it really just kind of keep keeping this trend here. You can see here we're holding that trend, getting on back here into this levels. And you look here, I draw from the peak here where you dropped off. You're looking to get back on up there. I think you go into the 190 handle here, but you're going to play into resistance. The question is, can you get to the daily 200 uh, SMA, which is up there to 200? You're going to need some strength to play into it today, but doesn't look too bad here on CrowdStrike, trying to get through the 190s, take that next leg up to 192. What happened to live trading? Well, live trading uh, usually takes a step back here for all access. What happens is normally I just end up continuing to trade. Like always, I'll be in the chat on all access. So if you want to continue to trade, there's nothing wrong. You guys can come talk in the chat on all access and we can stay active. It's just going to be where you're not looking at my screen here, but hey, like always, let's take a look and we'll see what happens into the market. Come trade with me on all access. I'll be there. All right. looks like it's 9.15. Last one I'll talk about because I saw it in the chat was Lucid. Lucid continuing to hold above the 2026. I talked about if it can get up there, it starts looking bullish. So keep your eyes on Tesla today. A good day from Tesla. I would expect a good day from Lucid. Yesterday, I was able to play Fisker to the 10.20. I'm going to look for this one to continue. It's already up there towards the 10.20. If same thing, you know, if you continue to see uh, Tesla strong, you can continue to see other stocks strong like Rivian. Also, those are auto manufacturers. Keep those on your radar. We'll see if they can continue to make runs. All right, that's going to do it for me. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. Appreciate you, George, in the chat, Pablo, and everybody that gives us love. Please smash the thumbs on up before we get on out of here. One thing that I've been struggling on is getting to those likes. So I appreciate you guys. If you guys can hit that like and get all this free information right here in the morning before you guys start your market, I'll get you guys over to all access. Let's go ahead. Let's dive on in to some story stocks. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.